Welcome back to Visa's Primetime Action. Hour number two, live from the beautiful, can I call it beautiful, Matt? South Point Hotel Casino. Majestic. It is magical. Yes. I think majestic. I think you're right. That's the yes. word to use. South Point Hotel Casino right here. Tip of the strip uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Danielle off tonight. Uh, she's feeling under the weather. We really do hope she gets better. We miss her. We miss her freight train action junkie picks on a nightly basis. She's killing it. People are like, people are like, where's the 14 bet? Like, where's, <laughs> the, 14, where's the screen with 14 right. bets on it? Like, yeah, it gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, let's update everything going on. Kelly. Yeah, we're, we're, we're got like a graced seven in, font on this thing. Yeah. Like, graced in studio do? by the legendary Lou Finicaro. Who, uh, Gambaloo. Gambaloo, who is a big-time NHL playoff better. I know that he's getting eager for that. And UFC this weekend, too. You're right, Gambaloo. He doesn't bet hockey during the regular season, but come playoff time, he Pounds on it. He did just burst in here like the Kool-Aid man, though. It was like, Kelly, I need to print something. I'm like, all was right, it, anything it, for Game Blue, we for, got it. For a second and a half, did you think it was a random? Just oh, of course, because it happens like twice a week. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, but part of the responsibility of this job is to be a bouncer, too, Gil. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA scores. Clippers up on the Hornets, 97-79. to 79. Six and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, no live numbers up for that. Uh, Bucks up on the Pacers, 125-115. Six minutes left in that game. Bucks, 12 and a half live, 271 and a half your live total. Giannis, 36-13 and 6 that's, so far. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, 73. Orlando Magic, 53. Hawks, 19 and a half live, 214 and a half is the live total. If anyone was following along, Clint Capella, not on pace anymore for 40 rebounds. He only has 13 in the game. Oh, oh. I know. What a loser. We never get history here. I know. Never. Spurs, 61. Knicks, 54. Eight minutes left in the third. I might look at that live. Uh, Spur, Spurs, three and a half and 205 and a half now. Live numbers there. Heat up on the Sixers, 60 to 41 at the half. Philly refuses to clinch the number one seed. Absolutely refuse to do yeah, it. Yeah, they really do. Uh, Heat and 12 and a half and 207, your live numbers there. The Kings with a lead over the Grizzlies, 57 54, two minutes left to go in the first half. Grizzlies, two and a half live, 233 and a half, your live total. Bulls leading the Raptors, 66 to 47. How many players for the Raptors tonight again? Eight. Oh, eight, yeah. That, yeah. That's probably why. Two seconds yes. before halftime in that game. Uh, Bulls, 19 and a half live and 218 and a half, your live total. Nuggets up on those pesky Timberwolves, 61 to 48, 50 seconds left in the first half in that game. Nuggets, nine and a half live and 227 and a half, the live total. Over Major League Baseball, Giants up on the Pirates, 3 nothing. bottom of the eighth inning. In the first, the Rockies with a run on the board already against the Reds. Uh, one nothing bottom of the first. No live numbers currently up for that. The Red Sox all over the A's, seven to nothing top of the sixth. You can get twenty to one on the A's if you're feeling lucky. Um, the Rays up on the Yankees, four nothing top of the sixth. The Yankees plus five seventy five live and seven and a half your live total in that game. Astros up on the Rangers, three to two top of the third. Astros minus two fifty live and the Rangers plus two hundred twelve and a half the live total in that game. And over in the NHL, the Wild all over. Over the Blues, three to nothing. Eighteen minutes left to go in the second period. Blues plus eight fifty live. Live total six and a half. Avalanche highest number all year in hockey, minus four eighty in some parts. About to face it off against the L.A. Kings again. The Avalanche trying to end up with the President's Trophy, most points uh, in the NHL this year, and more importantly, perhaps for them in the postseason, a number one seed, so they'll be able to play the St. Louis Blues uh, in the first round of the playoffs, rather than take on those Minnesota Wild. By the way, uh, among those NBA scores you were just mentioning, 
Bulls going to stay alive. They're crushing right now, so they'll stay alive for another night. And San Antonio fighting for their lives as well right now, looking good against New York. Yeah, that eight-man skeleton crew there for the Raptors, not, yeah. not, not holding up too well. Yeah, and the other one, you know, of note again is there are some folks that, again, you could bet on all these things, right? We were talking about playoff seating and that sort of thing. We almost forget about divisions, though division wins really do play into the tiebreakers. We were talking, for instance, about Atlanta, New York, and Miami. If they finished in a three-way tie, Atlanta would get the four seed by virtue of their division win. Um, the Clippers crushing Charlotte right now by 18, as Kelly mentioned, about five minutes left in the uh, fourth quarter. That Pacific division, there are a lot of people who have massive numbers on the Suns at like 16 to 1. It ain't over. The party's not over. Clippers will uh, stay alive with that, see if the Suns lose later. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's VEASAN's primetime action on a Thursday night. Uh, let's talk some NFL schedule, shall we? Uh, so last night on the show, if you uh, tuned in, and, and thank you if you did, uh, we went through the NFL schedule as it was being released. And we went through all 32 teams, a task, a Herculean task that we did not know if we could complete. Yet we did. Oh, we did it. We did. We it did was a, impressive. Shout out to Isaiah and the crew downstairs. Bro. Oh, they did an amazing job with all getting all those schedules ready yesterday. Turkeys, you know, Christmas trees, turkeys everything. on the board. Yeah, turkeys that I missed. Christmas trees, <laughs> Christmas trees. I did see. Um, but you know, when we we picked up what we could on the fly, and like we talked about earlier, Pittsburgh just a brutal record down the stretch. Um, shall we start, let's, Kelly? Let's start with some context because you put together some graphics. Some folks saying, all right, these are the easiest schedules. These are the hardest schedules. And we did one. This is from Warren Sharp. Uh, you can follow at Sharp Football. This is now, again, when you on mainstream media, when they talk about easiest and hardest schedules, they're basing it on last year's win-loss records. Mm -hmm. That's bunk. We don't like that. We do it through the lens of gambling. Season win totals for this year. That's how Warren did these. And when you do that and you crunch the numbers, the Niners have the single easiest schedule in the entire National Football League. Denver, Cleveland, Miami, Tampa Bay round out the five easiest. Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champions, with the fifth easiest per Warren Sharp's analysis. And then the hardest, we were almost dead on with the Steelers, but mm -hmm. the Raiders is deemed harder. Again, not deemed. This is simply mathematical, right, by the season win totals of their opponents. How about the Texans? How about the Texans and the Lions ending up with the 30th and 29th hardest schedules, respectively? And then who's 28, Matt? The Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. I wanted you to say Bengals. All right. It is 100% right. It is 100% <laughs> right. Gil's just got my back now. Every time you you, yeah. you make fun of me for Hawks, he gets you on Bengals. That's right. It's, it's 100% correct. I will bet both of y'all $10,000. <laughs> I don't think like, I'm, I'm ever going to say. I'll bet you five figures. Y'all decide how y'all want to split it up, but I'll bet you ten grand. i will never say that word again. Let's do it. All right. So that, that's Warren Sharp. You have another, uh, another sort of assessment of these schedules. Now, I'm, I'm curious – Pro Football Focus did the same deal, but I guess they had their own proprietary method yeah, of doing this. Yeah, they did some sort of blend, I think. They did a blend of last year and this so oh, and see. yeah, and the this year's uh, win totals. Well, the Niners still came up easiest. Yeah. And the Broncos, I think were second on Warren's, the third here. So those are the two uh, that stay almost the same there, but Niners are the easiest through both lenses. Jacksonville, in this case, second easiest. Broncos, third easiest. Colts and Eagles round up the top five. It, it, it crept the Colts, I mean, the Eagles up there, which was yeah. interesting because that was one of the things that we started to point out last night when we were taking a look at um, this. There was a, a beat writer that actually had kind of been able to dig in a little bit further. 
and you know some pretty interesting stuff about that Eagles team. And one of the things that really stood out, Gil, we were we were trying to identify were there any teams with you know the three straight home games. Yes. As as we dug in and found out, well, the Ravens have three straight home games. Uh, actually, four, four straight uh, yeah. with a with a bye breaking it up. Right. But yeah, um, but yeah, they have three straight with a bye and then and then a fourth in a row. But the Eagles and, and you do the you you go and you look at the schedule and this does really does break down here that they do not for the final eight weeks of the season, they will not see the inside of an airplane it's incredible because they are at home against new Orleans. Then it's at the giants at the jets. That's a, a quick little bus ride there from New York. Then a bye week in week 14, then at home against the football team at home against the giants, then at the football team, which again is just a, a bus ride over there. And then at home against Dallas. So the final eight weeks of the season, the, the Eagles, I mean, it is, and listen, that travel towards the end of the season, we talk about this all the time. You, you hear this, all, you know, we, we factor it, right? right. How, how much are these guys flying coast to coast? Where, how many, how many times are they spending nights in hotel rooms and not in their own bed? And this is, you know, listen, take it for what it's worth, whether you think the Eagles, I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts is still yet to be proven where I'll see what he's all about, but it is definitely an advantage to not have to be oh. going coast to coast, not flying all over the place and things like that and sleeping in your own bed for the final eight weeks of the season for that. the majority think of the time. Week 10 at the Broncos, last time they have to get on a plane. Yeah. Now, when they do the NFL schedule, it's like this algorithmic thing where they produce all these different mm. permutations of it. Just trying to say as many big words as possible, by the way. And then... um they come up with one big one. Do you, do you, I mean, I'm just asking, mm-hmm. do you think they, once they do and they're like, okay, well, this combination is, we're going with this one. Do you think anyone sees this and goes, wow, eh, that's all right. We'll just, throw uh, it I mean, it had to, have or, been, like, or do you think they don't catch it at all? And they're like, oh, I, oh I think and makes, after the fact, they're like, oh boy. I think it makes me think that some of the others much must have been much worse, right? Much yes. bigger. Like, I I think I read this yesterday, Gil, where they started off that they start this right after the Super Bowl, and they start with like five hundred different versions that's of the right. schedule. I'm like, that's insane! What an insane number to try to boil down from. <laughs> well, that's the quirk of the Eagles' schedule. That's an amazing thing. And again, uh, per pro, uh, per Pro Football Focus, the fifth easiest schedule. Schedule in the National Football League, the five hardest per pro football focus, by the way. Uh, it is the what? Cincinnati? Bengals. Well, they have the hardest. Then the Washington football team, Saints, Lions, no matter how you slice it, and Steelers, uh, they end up bottom five in terms of uh, the five hardest. So sorry, Steelers and Lions fans. But again, that, that Steelers, the end of the Steelers schedule, those that, last six games. I looked at it again this morning. Oh. I, I, I'm just, I, especially like, you know, it's going to give them a little bit of false hope as well if you kind of look at that schedule a little bit further. So when when we when you really dig in, so I'll pop it up right quick. But I mean, you look and so yeah, Bills Bills week one not not fun, but then it goes Vegas, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Denver, Seattle. So like you know, again, in theory, winnable games kind of there as we as we get going into the season, maybe giving you a little false sense of hope. Like, okay, the Steelers team is not gonna be as bad yeah. as we thought. Like everything oh, is no. it's not gonna be as bad. You go to the bye week, then you come out and then it's and then it's Browns and it's not so bad with Chicago and Detroit, but then it just it, it's just the schedule from hell. It's Chargers and then you go and, and then Ravens, then Vikings, then Titans, then Chiefs, and then and then Browns again and then Baltimore again. That's and brutality. It's just it, it's just unbelievable. So again, I think that the Steelers fans are probably going to be sitting here prematurely chirping. Gil, we're oh, going to get people. They think? will be tweeting at us going. Told you, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You bunch of idiots, Big and whatever. Ben's the greatest. Yeah, like it's going to be exactly like that. And then, and then that stretch is going to hit, and we're just yeah. going to be like, 
Hmm. We're just going to send back the little eyeball. I like it. So I've got week 10 circled where that's, uh, you know, that's where I hit my ye- the yes-no playoff price, and you hit the no right then. There you go. That's exactly what you should be doing with stuff like this. Um, let's go. So we just mentioned about the Steelers and the, and the quirkiness of that not, don't have to get on a plane thing after week 10. The single most quirky thing, and we caught this yesterday when we first put it up. In fact, I even said, I go, wait, go back to Washington for a second. The Washington football team, and I have never seen this before, the last five weeks of their season, five of their six division games, the last five weeks are all division opponents. But even more interesting than that, that, by the way, alone, just let's stop there for a second. That alone, this courtesy of Peter Schrager, uh, if you're wondering, has that ever happened? Have you ever finished with five straight division games? Well, according to Peter Schrager over there at the NFL Network, uh, the Washington football team's final five games against NFC opponents, the first time any team has closed with such a stretch since the NFL expanded to 32 teams and the eight-division format in 2002. So yeah. that alone is already you know, bizarre. But that four-game stretch where it goes Cowboys at Eagles at Cowboys-Eagles Never has that happened before. You're, it, it, you said it yesterday, Matt. It's as if, and this is a very competitive division, mm-hmm. right? It's as if Washington, let's just throw out a record in a 17-game schedule. They could be, I don't know, 5-7, and seven, right? Headed into their, uh, well, let's make it five games, right? Yeah, five games. Yeah. They could be 5-7 and seven headed into their final five games. And then if they go off and start winning games and win all those, they will have swept two different yeah, teams right. in their last like, like That division weeks. is like going to be, we will have no idea what's None. happening in that division until until literally the last month of the season. They could be terrible and they'd be like, but they're still alive. Yeah. I heard a couple, Brian McFadden was one of them. He was on, he was on betting across America on Vston earlier today. And I heard him on another network, I heard a couple players talking about this hmm. and they were talking about how they would love schedules to be set up this way from a player standpoint when you're in a locker room and they're talking about how we hear this all the time but how the teams will kind of divide the schedule into four parts right it's easier for them to digest break down they were talking players were all talking about if you could have all your division games at the end of the season you kind of get you know they're almost another preseason out of the way before you get to the division ones that really you're going to decide your playoff future i thought it was interesting so i had jeff schwartz on this morning on on the radio side on a numbers game at vison jeff schwartz who played for five different NFL teams over the better part of a decade. His brother uh, Mitchell, obviously, with the Chiefs most recently. And I asked him that very same question. And he he was like, wow, that is weird. Like, he couldn't get over how weird it was. <laughs> it is weird. Uh, the other things he mentioned, one, this notion that handicappers have that, like, bad teams get up for primetime games. He says it's complete bunk. Complete bunk. He said when he was on a bad team and they had a primetime game, down the stretch of the season, all it was like, please don't let us get killed. It wasn't like, yeah, like don't get yeah. embarrassed to be so, shown on TV. Because we yeah. hear that with handicappers all the time. The other little quirk I asked him about was about the Dolphins having a UK game and not having a bye the following week because it's up to the NFL team. When you have a game in London, you get the choice of whether you want the bye right after that. And the Dolphins said, no, we don't want the mm-hmm. bye. And I asked him, I go, is that strange? He goes, no, I wouldn't want the bye either. It's not that big a deal. He didn't think. You'd rather have it later in the year. And I think they probably, I was yeah. just going to say, and probably they didn't want a week seven bye, right? Like they didn't want one that early. That's right. In their in their schedule, which I think is, is in a 17 game. Yeah. In, in I a 17, agree. I think is, is definitely smart. Two Florida teams playing in London, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See, 
you just <laughs> take a bus ride instead you go across the pond. So one of the yeah. things we were talking about too last night was kind of digging into the the schedule of these rookie quarterbacks, right, and trying to figure out how that might all how that might all play out. And I looked at the Bears a little bit or a little bit more today, and I think you know if you're going to bet this this rookie of the year, if you're going to bet rookie of the year, and you like Justin Fields for this, unless you believe that he is going to. Well, unless we hear basically through training camp or something like that, that he is going to beat all these guys out and he's going to start from day one, which I just can't imagine that that's going to be the case. My advice now at this point would be don't bet him at all. They lose to the Rams likely badly week one. Yes. They lose to the Browns likely badly week three. Again, these are both road games at Rams, at Browns, two of the better defenses, at least on oh, paper. I see where you're going with this. A soft landing spot yes. in week four for the Lions. Yes. That makes a natural transition to move to Fields right mm-hmm. there. And then you're gonna get you're gonna get much better offensive rookie of the year odds on Fields after he's sitting for three games. And then you come in and bet him where he's gonna come in and start there in week four. So for me, I, again, unless he wins the job in training camp, which could happen, I suppose. I mean, that, that very well could happen. But yep. if they're going to go with Andy Dalton, then let Dalton get beat twice badly in two of the first three games of the season, then bet fields at better odds than we're going to get right now because he's not playing at all. Right. And then take him because he'll still have plenty of time to, to win that. He's still going to start 14 games in theory at that point, of course, barring injury or whatever. So here, here, that would just I be like that. my strategy if you wanted to go that way in, in, in betting rookie of the year. And the Justin Fields anyway. and the reason that's the strategy because we were really concerned well not concerned but we were really wanting to know when the Bears buy would fall because mm. if the Bears buy had fallen I don't know week six right that would be the natural spot yes but because it's week 10 they're not waiting a week 10 to play Justin Fields no. so I think you're right doing no that. loyalty to Dalton there's no. No, you know what I'm saying none of that like in the fan base they spent a first round pick on a quarterback they traded up to get a quarterback if they start one and two the fans will be screaming for Fields to start that game four. And what better spot than to throw him in there against the Lions? You know, I mean, that's just the the best place to have him come in and start for the first game against a really, really weak team. So that's how I'm going to be. That's how I'm going to be kind of tackling that anyway. I like it. By the way, I, I mentioned week six for a reason as a hypothetical place to have a bye because there are four teams mm-hmm. that do draw the earliest bye weeks in week six. The Falcons, the Jets, the Saints, and the Niners get the earliest break. And remember, there's a bunch of teams that get the bye in week 14 at the other side. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday. Cowboys with eight straight opponents after week one. Oh, actually, we didn't mention this. Cowboys with eight straight opponents after week one who did not make the playoffs last season. By the way, the the sort of flipped side to that is the Chiefs, five of their first seven games are against 2020 playoff teams. The Panthers, uh, they don't play any teams coming off a bye at all. Right. Which is a huge scheduling advantage. And overall, they have a plus 13-day rest differential relative to its opponents over the course of the year. That's tied for the highest rest differential among all team schedules since 2002. I get it. There's an extra game this year. But that's a huge scheduling advantage for the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold. And by the way, you mentioned yesterday about the Patriots. They're the only team... They get three teams off of a bye. Three teams off of a bye. Yeah. So they got to play three well-rested teams. Nobody's shedding a tear. No, no, no. Nobody at no, all. No, no one at all. The Browns have three primetime games. Oh, and the other thing yesterday we were trying to pick up on the fly, 
Okay, who has a run of consecutive home games? That was the Ravens, as it turns out. As we mentioned, four straight home games with a bye thrown in there midseason. Look at that run from week six. Home Chargers, home Bengals, bye, home Vikings. Actually preceded by the Colts, pardon me. Week five through week nine. Home Colts Monday night, home Chargers, home Bengals, bye, home Vikings. The two teams, and we're trying to figure out, okay, who's got three straight road games? And we couldn't pick this up on the fly, but the answer is two teams. The Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts. The Cowboys, uh, their three consecutive road games occur, I believe, early on in the season. Don't hold me to that. Uh, yeah, there they are. They're uh, no, they're actually where are they? Boom, ba doom, ba doom. Trying to check them out where they are. Can't see it on the Saints, fly. Washington. There you Giants. go. Saints, Washington Giants, which occurs week 13, 14, and 15. And then the Colts, their three straight road games uh, occur. I want to stay on the early side. Let's see if I'm right about this one. Yeah, uh, at Titans, at Dolphins, at Ravens, weeks three, four, and five. Wow, preceded by home games against the Seahawks and Rams. That's not an easy stretch to start the season at all. No, no, that's pretty brutal, actually. Yeah. And, and honestly, I kind of had a lean anyway to the under on the 10 that we were that we were talking about yesterday on this season win total for this Indianapolis Colts team. I feel a little bit more confident in that under even more after kind of looking at how the schedule breaks. Was there a schedule? Was there a schedule besides the Colts one that made you sort of trigger a bet? Because I, for the Steelers, I felt that way. Yeah, for sure. Let, let, let's talk about this on the other yeah. side. Let's talk about the Houston Texans on the other side. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Because there's a prop about that too. We got to get to. How bad will it get? Next on <laughs> Veasan's Primetime Action. Action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait, sign up now, and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler or in Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, do you love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now as well. Start winning with up to the second info you need. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Danielle off tonight. Matt, did you want to share out loud what you were just saying off uh, off air? Yeah, so it's just there were rumblings today that the Nuggets were going to look to maybe limit, limit Jokic minutes like as they head into the playoffs here. And so now the Clippers won already won tonight. So... The Nuggets play tomorrow night. I'm gonna, I would keep an eye on whatever that total comes out of because they play the Pistons. The Pistons are going to play a skeleton team. It would not surprise me if the Nuggets play a skeleton team too and whatever that number is comes out like incredibly too high and, and, and we look maybe towards an under in that thing. Um, Even with the Nuggets having a chance if they win tonight to catch the Clippers, I guess it, because you can't really determine if you're going to play the Blazers or the Mavericks or the Lakers – you can't. You can't. I mean, you just don't know. You, you can't, and yeah. I think that they're probably looking at it from this kind of like we were talking about with the Lakers to where it's like, okay, we got Jokic the MVP. He played massive minutes all season long. Rest him. These yeah. last two games, 
like, is this really worth, you know, is it really worth it to try and, and catch something that might not be attainable anyway, right? So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to monitor, but something just to, to keep in mind as you kind of look at the, the slate when it opens up tomorrow. We might have a complete kind of skeleton crew game going tomorrow night with the Pistons and the Nuggets. Yeah, so the two finals already. Milwaukee beat Indiana by nine, which means Milwaukee still has a shot to get to two in the uh, East. Indiana losing means that they're more, you know, one game more likely to be a 9-10 than they are a 7-8 play-in game. And then the other outcome, as you mentioned, the Clippers beat Charlotte. So the Clippers, still alive to win the Pacific Division, still alive to get the number two seed. And the Charlotte Hornets losing means that they drop uh, in the loss column, but they're, they're happy that the Pacers did as well. So they would still remain technically an eight tonight since both the Hornets and Pacers lost. Hornets will remain an eight. Pacers will remain a nine for the moment. And again, the Bulls winning big. So the Bulls will probably stay alive and have a shot at catching the Wizards. The Wizards, you know, sandwiched in between all of it at 10 right now. Yeah, they need to, what Bulls need to win out though at this point and Wizards need to lose out. But that means the Wizards might want to bring Bradley Beal back, right? That was the thing. If the Wizards could count on the Bulls, if the Bulls had lost tonight. Right, no, you're right. The Wizards could have been like, Bradley Beal, you sit. Now I don't know if you can do that. You know, so it's like, it's, it's a whole thing, man. All of these, like we said off air, or we said maybe on air yesterday, we can have these very same conversations night after night after night until the end because nothing is settled. Yeah, and I even go back. Like I think Matt brings up a good point that Nuggets game tomorrow, but it, it is like I, like you know the, the the Lakers, Mavericks, Blazers. That five, six, seven thing still a mess. I, I think I'd almost rather just like win and and win and you know whoever I end up playing, I end up playing. I feel like. And you want guys healthy. So, yeah, maybe resting Jokic just for health purposes. That's the most important thing. I think that's the most – for these big-time teams, I think that's the most important thing above anything. Mm-hmm. Rest, guys. That's. I mean, if you look at tomorrow's schedule, by the way, there's eight games. You could have ma- – if everybody was playing everybody, right, like if Jokic was playing everybody, was playing, you could have massive spreads in almost all these games. Yeah. Washington hosts Cleveland. Utah's at OKC. Philly hosts Orlando. Denver's at Detroit. The Clippers are at Houston. I mean, those every That's such game, a good point. Yeah. every game tomorrow is going to be some ridiculous. Not every game, but those five anyway will be ridiculous numbers. But we'll see. We don't know who's playing or who's not. Um, <laughs> it's like the whole slate tomorrow. That like today's today's card, pretty like te- a lot of with teams that are still have a chance. And yes, tomorrow's card is like one team that needs to absolutely do something versus a team that's completely out of it. And then there's the other intrigue for again people who have season win totals over for both Cleveland and OKC. Uh, as we mentioned yesterday on the show, OKC was 20 and 27. Their season win total is 22 and a half. They literally have to have to figure out a way to win two more games, right? Because OKC has won uh, one in the last 23 to give the, to make the record 21 and 49. And Cleveland did get a win yesterday. They need to figure out a way to win one more for over season win totals betters. Uh, we promised you a Houston Texans talk. We promise again we will get to that right after the break, and we'll find out how these uh, gentlemen did the first round of the Byron Nelson with their golf plays. Update our one and dones. We'll do all that next. Oh, we got some prop watch later as well for the uh, late night basketball games, and we'll get an update on the Avalanche and their minus 480 game tonight. <laughs> See how they're doing. It's Vincent's primetime action from the South Point Hotel Casino.
The Preakness is Saturday, and the VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, jockeys, track conditions, starting positions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Whether you play the horses every week or search the terms exacta and trifecta, I don't know, maybe once a year. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the Preakness. Visit VEASAN.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, and picks from our plethora of horse racing specialists. They include, Matt, Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, your favorite Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. It's VEASAN.com slash horses. That's VEASAN.com slash horses horses. Kelly, an update for everything if you would, sir. Yeah, let's roll through the NBA. Hawks up big on the Magic 105-83. Five minutes remaining in that game. Knicks and Spurs, it's tight and I did not get in on the Knicks live. Uh, missed that commercial break, Ooh. that right time. I'm a little upset about it. Knicks 84, Spurs 83. Six and a half minutes left to go in this game. If you wanted to get in live now, Knicks are laying two and a half and 197 and a half is your live total. Heat 93 Sixers, 71, 10 minutes left in that game. Heat looking like they're going to pick up another win. I just need them to lose once, and the Hawks win. Let me cash this division ticket. Heat 16.5 live, 209.5 live total. Grizzlies up on the Kings, 78-70, 5.5 minutes left to go in the third quarter. Grizzlies, 9.5 point live favorites, 229.5 the total. Uh, Bulls up on the Raptors, 84-64, 3.5 minutes left to go in the third. Bulls, 19.5 live, 216.5 is your live total. And the Nuggets up on the Timberwolves, 86-76, 3.5 minutes left to go in the third. Nuggets, 8.5 live and 235.5 live total. Over in Major League Baseball, Rockies up on the Reds, 3-0, bottom of the third. Uh, Red Sox all over the A's, eight to nothing. Bottom of the seventh. Rays all over the Yankees, seven Man. to nothing. Bottom of the seventh. Rangers and Astros all tied up at three. Bottom of the fourth. Uh, not seeing a live money line on that right now, but eleven and a half live total set in that game. In the NHL, we got some goals going. Uh, Blues four, Wild three. Last minute of the second period. Blues are minus three fifty live. Wild plus two seventy nine and a half. The live total shaded heavily to the under. Flames leading the Canucks two to one. Three minutes left to go in the first. Flames minus three twenty live. Canucks plus two fifty seven and a half live total in that game. And Kings and Avalanche scoreless. Two <laughs> minutes left to go in the first period. <laughs> do you think you think Avalanche betters who, who dropped the uh, minus four sixty ish or whatever they dropped are like uh oh. You can get it minus three eighty now, Gil. Uh oh. Scoreless. Real two, cheap now. Two minutes left in the first period. Mateo. Yes. You got some Texan stuff for us. Yeah, it's pretty interesting here. I mean, you dig in. We were talking about how bad, well, I was talking about how bad I think this team is going to be. I think we all think this team is going to be incredibly terrible. And then you get the, the schedule come out, and then we look at it, and, you know, only the Raiders and the Steelers have a more difficult schedule coming up as well. So they are the third toughest schedule in all of the NFL. And I liked the under four and a half as it was anyway. I said multiple times, I was like, it would not surprise me if this team goes winless. You did. You, know, you start to look through, and you start to look down this schedule, and you say, okay, where does the win come? And you go, I mean, I guess week one, it is. Week one's their best shot. It right? is It is the Jags with a, with, a, with a new quarterback and a new coach and everything like that. Then you look, I guess week 12. Home Jets. You could look at the Jets. Maybe you kind of look there again, and you do get the Jags one more time. But that's it. That's, the Jags will have 14 weeks under that's their belt. That's the list. Yeah. The yeah. Jags have 14 weeks under their belt. Uh, of of getting you know used to not only Trevor Lawrence playing in the in the NFL but also you know everything else with the, all the new players that they brought in so. 
Good God, that schedule's hard. There is a, yeah, I mean, super tough schedule. There's a prop over at DraftKings, 25 to 1 for them to go winless, right? We saw this get to minus money on the Jets last year. Do y'all remember? Like, this yes. got to like minus oh, yeah. 110. Don't remind me. On the Jets last year. Like, this, this literally got to my, and I think that this team is worse, and I think this is a tougher schedule. So, like, this got to minus money last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could all get blown in, you know, look, it could all get blown in week one. I, I, I understand that. But, like, and maybe you wait to bet it after week one because that prop stayed up. That's what, that's what you should do. If you remember, I would do that, that yeah, prop but, stayed up. But what after week one, the home game versus the Jaguars, just one football game, where do you think it will go That's from true. 25 That's true. It'll probably to go one? to like 18. You, you'll, it'll it'll go guess, down a lot. Yeah. I'd guess 20. You think it's lower than 20? Mm, 18 sounds right. Okay. All right. I think they priced it to where they realized kind of like, they're going to make or break this bet a lot in week one, right? I mean, yeah. like... They're going to make this make or break this bet. I mean, listen, I do not think this team wins a game. I honestly believe this. Like, I, I don't believe Deshaun Watson plays this season. This could all get blown out of the water if Deshaun Watson does end up playing. But even if he does end up playing, guys, this team is still devoid of talent outside of him. Like, there is there is there is no talent on this team. Nobody's any good. I've kind of they got nine running backs, I guess. I mean, you could like they, they, they got nine they running got backs. Yeah, they can just backs. line up like Navy or something and play like that if they want. <laughs> it's like the Cavs I mean, this year, the Cleveland Centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the the Texan running backs. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's you've you've got that going for them. But outside of that, I mean, they've got no talent on both sides, either side of the ball. Can you imagine playing the no price on this prop? By the way, like oh. it's minus ten thousand for them not to go 0-17. Oh, somebody will play that. Oh, somebody man, will that, totally play that. That sweat, though. Oof. That should be the uh, Oh, the sweat would be awful. That would be awful to live That through. should be their uh, team motto. The Houston Texans. We do got running backs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We you got know. running backs. <laughs> That's the thing. We can't promise we're we can run the ball. We're not sure about the offensive yeah, yeah, line. We're going to convert them into wide receivers. Wasn't that, didn't we get that like news as well? Like They were going to take one and try to make him a wide receiver. Oh, David Johnson used to be a wide receiver, right? In college, I think. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, he, he did. And again, Deshaun Watson. The NFL has carte blanche to suspend him no matter what happens off the field, right? So again, just as betters, we don't we're not going to get into, you know, the details yeah. of it, but whatever happens, even if he is exonerated of all and all charges are dropped and whatever, Roger Goodell could still say, "Nope, sorry, you got to sit for 6 weeks." It's they're still NFL players, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But on paper, you look down that schedule, they are the worst team in every single one of those games. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, like, I mean, well, like, like by, it, it, week 10 bye is, is going to be a tough I mean, one. We, we had wackiness last year yeah. and, and all that. So, I mean, like, yes. But they're the worst team on paper in every single one of those games. Sure. They will be dogs in every single game they play. You bet in the 25 to 1 or not? I would if it was available. I here. would if it was available too. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an update on a hockey game. The Los Angeles Kings have put the biscuit in the basket. Oh, man, we should have bet it out of principle. It was a principle bet. That was a principle. We have no principles. We have no principles here. We should have. I hate us. I was it hate plus us. 380 at the South? 360. Uh, what are we doing? One to nothing, Kings. Four We're seconds left right in the first. Right back here and got 360. We are stupid people. Why didn't we do that? We saw this coming from a mile away. Of course, much hockey to be played. But oh boy, Avs only minus 170 now if you're really that much of a believer in them. I'm so upset. Again, huge implications for the Avalanche. And the reason they took so much money is because they win. They get the President's Trophy. They get the number one seed. They avoid the Wild. They get to play the Blues. Not so much yet. We'll do that golf update. We'll find out how uh, these gentlemen's bets are going. Find out how our one and done is faring after round one of the Byron Nelson. It's VEASAN's primetime action. 
Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. How about that? DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. DraftKings Casino is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. First round of the Byron Nelson said this yesterday how would you like to be so uh, legendary that you have a tournament named after you and you're like the matt brown <laughs> the byron nelson uh, leaderboard after round one if you had jj spawn as your first round leader what was the story kelly J- oh. uh, jordan spieth so jj spawn was uh, i mean he was he was leading this tournament basically all afternoon jordan spieth was in the afternoon wave and i mean jj spawn i can't even i would guess he was in the 150 to 200 to 1 range something yeah. like that minimum minimum so yeah. first round leader odds let's say he was 100 to 1 Probably something around there. And Jordan Spieth with uh, eagles out from, what, 55 feet? Is that what you said, oh. Matt? 55 feet to catch him at nine under par. Yeah, 55-foot eagle to tie for the lead. Uh, Jordan Spieth, again, I mean, you know, this is one of those deals. Texas kid, you know, went has played tons and tons of rounds in, in Texas. Everybody was talking about how, oh, man, he's probably familiar with this course where no one else is because, again, he's from the area, yada, yada, yada. And then, of course, what does he do? Just goes out, shoots nine under in the first round. I mean, it, it's – listen, golf's better when Jordan Spieth is good. I like the fact that he is playing as well as he's playing and, you know, heading into another major here. I, th- I think it's I think it's fun, man. Like you get a ro- or win out of Rory. Now you got Spieth playing good again. We've already got a win this year from from all these other you know high powered names I, outside of John Rom. Rom's actually yeah. Rom won two times last year, three times a year before, three times a year before that. Hasn't won at all this year, so uh, needs to kind of regain a little bit of form there uh, for for Rom. But boy, it is it is super fun. And uh, my boy Sammy Burns, as we saw the odds flashed up right there. The next in line as far as the odds. He goes seven under today. He's now at 12 to one. I have a 37 in my account, so feeling decent about that. I got Siwoo and Scotty Scheffler that are looking, they're looking okay. They're in the hunt at least. Uh, This is Scheffler four back. It's going to be crazy to see what these, uh, what this cut line is. Matt, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to counter you on one thing. I I am not a Jordan Spieth fan anymore because. They talk to him. I'm, this is just a TV. I am a, interested. A TV standpoint, okay? Watch these tournaments that Jordan Spieth's involved in. Oh. They put him on TV way too much. And why? Because he talks to his caddy he all the time. And you can pick up the audio. Shut up. Doesn't shut up. So yes. they can pick up the audio. Yeah. So as a TV producer, I say, that's amazing. I want to put that on air. Give people an inside look at Jordan Spieth. But if you're a better... I want to watch some other guys I got money on, but you're ho- he's hogging all the airtime. 
Oh, so yeah. you're blaming him for something that's not his fault? Yes. Okay. Yep. Just I just yep. want to let's just throw that out there. Yep. Kelly <laughs> is unfairly blaming. I'm blaming him yeah. Yeah. for yeah. making producers like myself yes. do their jobs. Right. How dare everybody else so, put him on television so and whenever the message is always be less interesting, Jordan Spieth. Yes. yes, I want to see other more of other golfers. Yeah. Daniel Berger, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, they're. I mean, they didn't play badly. The problem is everybody else played amazing. So I mean, they're. They could a ton of people went low today. They could easily go low. Yeah, tomorrow. they could go nine under tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, they could easily Be go ready. low tomorrow. But yeah, they they didn't light it up like some of these other guys did. We should point out today. by the way that JJ Spawn thing that hopefully you have dead heat rules applying, so you wouldn't like lose out entirely there. Right. I don't think I've ever. And Mad, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't heard of a first round leader. If anybody posts that market, the dead heat rules I think almost always apply. I haven't yeah. seen it any time where they don't apply. So you're right. Hopefully, yeah. The worst get, you made out with was fifty to one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Half of what it was, yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right. Just want to clarify. But that. Yeah. It's. It. Listen. It's. It's set up. If you want to watch it on Golf Channel, and then you know it'll be on on the weekends. But listen, it's. It's. It's one of those fun deals to where a lot of these golf courses they make them, and we're going to see this next week. Like a lot of these go- golf courses, they make them so incredibly hard that like these guys are you know the very best players in the whole wide world are just struggling, and you can see them just laboring up and down the course. It is fun every now and then to see because by the way, you would not be able to do what they're doing. Like that's like that's oh. the thing. It's like it's it's just it, for them when the conditions are like they are, they can go out and score like this. We would not be doing that. Like that is like do not do not think like oh this course is too easy. No, you would still shoot whatever to 20 over or 30 yeah, over or whatever it is. I, I like the mix. I like the yeah. mi- I'm never I feel like those people when was, there's always those hardline people of like when a tournament rolls around that's really difficult. Oh, we'd love to see him struggle like we would. I'm, I'm with you, Matt. Like I like to see both. Every now and then, let them go out and, sh- and show off what they can do. Do something yeah, that like, I could never exactly. do. Exactly. Like yeah. let them just show off what they can do. And that's, you know, it's I'm fine. I think there's, I certainly think there's room for that on the tour. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with this event. I think it's fun. I like the guys going out and just and, and scoring. So anyway, it was, it's a fun tournament. Tune in. A lot, lot of big names that are still in the hunt and can certainly... Are you surprised that a lot that so many big names decided to play this tournament week before the PGA? Uh, well, you know, honestly, I think a couple of guys, and I was thinking about this as well, like I think a few of these guys, for one, Spieth with the big layoff after the COVID deal. I think with Rom, him not being incredibly dialed in for where he wants to be. I think he wanted to like get a, a, some reps in and stuff. And I think that a couple of these other guys, Sam Burns probably just wanted to keep whatever kind of form he had heading into the, the PGA. So yeah, I think there's a, a few of these guys who had kind of some a, a agenda there. Scotty Scheffler, a Texas guy. So he's, he's going to, he played this course, by the way, just a, a fact that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. He played a, a tournament on this course. when He was nine. Mm-hmm. He shot two under on in in it was a nine hole tournament and he shot two under oh, at geez. nine at nine years old. That's horrific. Did he really? Yeah. Nope. I mean, obviously not from the back. You know, not, he's not playing from the tips like they are right now. I mean, whatever a nine year old plays from. But he you, played. But he shot two under. He won. He won by the tournament by eighteen strokes. Or you something. ever hear those stories? I'm sure we all have somebody in our lives. Yeah, the first time X, you know, person X picked up a golf club, he shot a eighty two. I'm like, what? <laughs> the first time you played right. how? Oh, what? yeah. It's horrible. Is there anything harder in life than golf? Anything. 
They're well, not for my not for my mental sanity. No, not for mental sanity. <laughs> There's that's that's for sure. They're I, I do like the. I want to add. I, Matt always says, you know, if you're going to have kids, make sure they're tall. Right? right, right. Teach them how to be tall. He says. If if you can't teach them how to be tall, just put a golf club in their hand all the time. I, I, it's it, a good life. Yeah, good I'm, life sport. I'm gonna go tennis racket, but okay, I get the idea. Hey, same thing. Poor, yeah. These poor people got to travel the whole beautiful world and country. And the only uh, thing with, the only thing about golf is just your 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 career. Span is like risk of four times as long, is like, less. yeah, like yeah. Four, four times as long. Like, you can play until you're 55, 60, you know, you head to the champions tour. Uh, some of these guys, where it's, it's like going. Steve Stricker, you're yeah. like, haven't you played enough? Like, just call it quits. Are you not exhausted traveling all the time now? Can now you're on the champions tour, can eat fast food every once in a while and get away with it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a whole bunch Smoke of Smoke and drink on the course like John Daly does still, you know, just like, no, no big deal. Uh, we were talking about that game a little bit later tonight that we are actually interested in. Yes. Um, the, the Indians and the Mariners. Right now, uh, Indians minus 124. You're getting plus 107 on the Mariners. We talked about this. This is going to be the debut of not one but two big prospects for the Mariners tonight. On top of Jared Kelnick, who, by the way, according to MLB, the number four overall prospect in all of baseball, he is going to be leading off tonight. So welcome that. to the bigs. I love Lead that. off, you know, against this. But the guy on the hill tonight, Logan Gilbert for the Mariners, the number 28 prospect in all of baseball. So two top 30 prospects. All in all of baseball get called up on the same time, start for their first game on the same day tonight. You imagine the Mariners' uh, uh, home announcers, right? They're, they're TV and radio guys. When that first pitch is coming to Kellenic, the glee, the giddiness they will have tonight. Here's the first pitch of a new era in Mariners baseball. And, and if you're, you know, listen, if you're a Mariners fan, you've got these guys. You also have, and they don't always pan out. We will say that. They don't always pan out. You also have the number five prospect in all of baseball in Julio Rodriguez, and you also have the number 26 prospect in all of baseball in Emerson Hancock. So you have four of the top 30 prospects in all of baseball Mm -hmm. in your organization right now to go along with Kyle Lewis, who's already up for you. You you still have have Seager, who is – he, you know, he's not his brother, but I mean, he's the other secret. He's I, yes. you know, I mean, yeah. Mitch Hanniger has, has, has proven to be. Mitch Hanniger's had a good year. Yeah, has, has proven to be all right this year as well. So, I mean, it is not, it is not, it's a pretty rosy future there for this Mariners team. And as I said earlier, they would, if, if they knew that, that Kellenick and company were coming along tonight and they were 18 and 19, they would have taken that all day long oh, before the season for sure, started. For sure, for sure. Over on the NBA side, DeAndre uh, Ayton ruled out for tonight's game. Ooh. I think I, I think I'm going to play the, the Blazers here tonight. Wow! And again, uh, Phoenix has not clinched their division with the Clippers win tonight. Phoenix still has a shot at the number one seed. They also still have a shot though at the number three seed if the Clippers overtake them. I'll Clip- tell you the, the other one I'm interested you- in is is the over in this game. This is the number over their past. Let's see, past twenty games. Portland top offense in the league, Phoenix second best offense in the league, and Phoenix's defense has has been 25th over that span. Portland's 18th. At and and po- 237, though, big uh, big number. And on that. Portland in that scrum with Dallas and the Lakers. Portland and Dallas heading into this game at 41 and 29. The Lakers at 40 and 30. All three teams with two games left. It it's it's it did move. It was point and a half, Kelly. It has moved to two on that eight and uh, on. Uh, oh, well, actually, it's gone in favor of the Suns. Inter- interestingly enough, so no, know, it, it was getting a little bit better number. 
It was Suns earlier. Suns like three earlier. Mm. So it moved like a point down, yeah. All right. So that's some good sports tonight yeah. to get into. Uh, the uh, birth of a new Mariners era and then a little F- Portland Phoenix. basketball game. Yeah, yeah that's, that, I'm thinking about a Portland bet. I don't know. Might get into that. Uh, appreciate it, everybody uh, who was participating tonight. Of course, Johnny Avella from DraftKings. Always enjoy having him. Uh, always fun to go through the NFL schedule. That stuff matters. Seriously, mm-hmm. when you're doing all your season wins and all your futures uh, assessments, uh, always fascinating to see the quirks. Still can't get over that Washington quirk at the end of the year. For Matt Brown, for Kelly Bidlin, and for Danielle Alvari in absentia, we hope we get her back tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be on MSG Plus tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here at Primetime Action. I'm Gil Alexander. The Nightcap with Tim Murray is next. Enjoy. Enjoy.